Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Welcome back to the Well Within Reach podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dandrand, and today I'm going to be joined by Kathy Curry, lactation consultant at Riverside's Family Birthing Center, to talk about pumping and storing breast milk. Healthcare can be confusing, but thanks to your My Riverside My Chart, you can easily manage not only your care, but your family's as well. With a single click, your My Riverside My Chart lets you stay well connected to the same information your provider sees. You can view your health history, get test results, request prescription refills, pay your bill, or make an appointment. Manage your care from anywhere, your laptop, phone, or tablet. Learn more and enroll today at RiversideMyChart.org. And we're back with Kathy Curry. Thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and we've done a few podcasts with you on this kind of series, but in case someone hasn't listened in yet, could you just tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. I'm an RN since 1992. Back in 2008, I started doing some mother-baby nursing. And after having a breastfeeding experience with each of my three kids, I decided that I really loved teaching about breastfeeding. And I got certified in 2018. Awesome. Great. Did you say how long you've been at Riverside? I've been at Riverside since August. Since August. Awesome. We're glad to have you. So let's get started then talking about pumping and storing breast milk. My first question when thinking about all this is starting from the very beginning, choosing a pump. Is there one that you always recommend? Does it depend on the person what you recommend? I usually look at the situation. It has a lot to do with insurance because most insurances do cover breast pumps. So some of that will depend on availability. And then depending on what the mom's needs are, there are so many pumps out there. Yeah, that's what my actual next question was if insurances covered them. So are most insurances cover them? It just depends on which type. Right, which types of pumps. Gotcha. And then what are the other things that kind of go into that that you said that it depends on the situation? What would that be? So if moms are returning to work, they do have a lot of portable pumps. So depending on what she does for work, if she is more mobile, like say a nurse working at the bedside, she might benefit from having a mobile pump that she can get more pump sessions in at work that way. Gotcha. Is there one that you would say is just top of the line model and type of pump? (laughs) Well, there's a couple ones that I know that moms really like. Medela has a couple good ones and Spectra as well. So those are good for personal pumps. The mobile pumps really is kind of a personal thing because those mobile or portable pumps tend to be more expensive and they're real like top of the line ones for that are like LV and Willow and those tend to be mm-hmm. four or five hundred dollars and they're not always covered by insurance. Gotcha. That makes sense. So I mean I know that you said different price points and things, but are there different qualities as far as what is a hospital grade pump? So what we will sometimes refer to as a hospital grade pump, it has a stronger pump suction. So a lot of your personal pumps outside for your own purposes, they have some really good suction as well. Hospital pumps, what we refer to as that, those are multi-user pumps, and so those would be something you'd use in a hospital setting. A personal pump that has a really good suction setting, those tend to be more either the battery-operated or the ones that you plug in. And Spectra or Medela, those tend to have stronger suction, but there is a lot of variability in that. And what you really want is you want a pump that has a variety of a good range of suctions. So it you know maybe has some lower settings and some high settings because the settings you're going to use are really comfort-based, what works for you. 
the same settings are not going to be tolerated by everybody because we're all different. Yeah, got it. So kind of moving away from just what the pumps are, but then to actually pumping, how much should someone be expecting to pump each time? That can vary depending on where you are. Usually you would expect to see early on as your volume comes, you know, one to two ounces. And then as baby grows, it can be individualized and it may be as much as, you know, six or seven ounces, depending on how old your baby is. So you would definitely want, if you had concerns about how much you were getting, to consult with your lactation consultant and, you know, just make sure you're on target. Gotcha. How much time would you say that you need to plan to set aside for when you do need to pump? So typically speaking, you're going to want to allow yourselves probably about 20 to 30 minutes. The pump session itself should really only go probably about 15 to 20 minutes at the most. Mm -hmm. And as you get accustomed to that, you get yourself better. You may be able to shorten those pump times a little bit. Got it. And then what kind of container should you be storing your breast milk in? I mean, I know pumps, there are bags and things come with them, but are there different methods to that? There's a lot of choices out there. I think that the bags are a nice way to go because I think that it allows you to probably store more portions in your freezer or in your fridge versus other containers. But they're so individualized, it's kind of hard to say. What are examples of other ones? Because I only know of the bags. Well, I am within the hospital setting, but if you had a lot of actual plastic storage containers or storage bottles, but the bags are usually the most common. Okay. We're going to take a quick break to talk about finding the right women's health provider for you. Women face a variety of unique and evolving health issues throughout their lifetimes. At Riverside Healthcare, we understand that the care you need at age 25 is different from what you need at 55. That's why it's important to take your health care seriously at every stage of life. From your first pap test to pregnancy, menopause, and beyond, our qualified team is here to make your visits as comfortable as possible, no matter what generation you belong to. To find the women's health provider that fits your needs, visit riversidehealthcare.org. Okay, hopping back in, getting back to kind of storage, you mentioned refrigerating and freezing. So once you pump, do you need to refrigerate immediately? Well, the good thing is, is that breast milk is good at room temperature from four to eight hours. Four hours is the ideal. But if you were pumping and you forgot to put your milk in the fridge, it's good for up to eight hours. Okay. And then once you put it into the fridge, how long does it last in there? About four to eight days. Four days, once again, is your ideal, but up to eight days. So mostly you're going to want to keep that stuff that you're using more quickly and freeze the rest. Gotcha. And for freezing it, is there a timeline on that, how long it can be good in the freezer? It's six to 12 months in the freezer. So if you have a deep freeze, that's going to be more on the long end of the 12 months there. But So once you are needing to use that breast milk from the freezer, what is the best way to thaw it? And then after it's thawed, how quickly do you need to use that? So breast milk needs to be thawed. You could let it sit at room temperature for a little while, but usually you're going to get some really hot water, put it in the hot water and do it that way. You never want to put it in the microwave. Then once you feed baby, you want to use that breast milk within one to two hours. Cool. Can you give some tips that a mom might need to know when pumping and going back to work? You only need enough milk for when you're separated from baby. I think many times we think we have to have this huge store of milk and supply, and that's not necessarily true. You need enough for like the one day that you're gone from baby. So just think small, start building a small supply. And so if a mom is going back to work, though, and needing to pump at work, that is something that's protected by law, right? 
Absolutely. It's protected by law. They're supposed to provide you with a place that is not a bathroom or a closet, (laughs) per se, but particularly not a bathroom. That is a private place to pump. Well, I'm glad that we kind of covered it all, a large kind of overview of the basics of what you might need to know if you are going to be pumping. Thank you for joining us today, Kathy. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, and thank you listeners for tuning in to the Well Within Reach podcast brought to you by Riverside Healthcare. For more information, visit riversidehealthcare.org.